All right, here we go. Another episode of the Musings of Dirtbag Duke. Hope you're doing well, staying safe, staying healthy out there. At car dealership guy. Well, I guess I, I shouldn't say that. I don't know what his exact handle is there on X, but uh, car dealership guy recently posted on Twitter, uh, posted a tweet, tweeted a tweet about um, pick people owning pickups, you know, and how kind of a, I took it as maybe as a, kind of a negative look at most people who buy a pickup, you know, because basically, you know, they don't use it for being a pickup. And so therefore, you know, this is kind of a wasted idea, you know, for somebody to buy a pickup. And, you know, there, I guess there could be a certain amount of truth to that. But I will say that some people are just a, a pickup person, just like somebody might be a, a Porsche person. Somebody might be a, I don't know, Corvette person or, or whatever. Pick out the, what the vehicle that you want. You can be a pickup person also. And I've kind of, uh, I guess, always viewed myself as that. I've owned a pickup uh, since 19, since the mid-1990s. And so it's always been something that we've had, that have had, you know, around a daily driver. Um, you know, did use them on and off, not, you know, not every day as far as, you know, uh, business purposes or hold stuff in them, but... Anyway, no matter what, either way, I've just felt like I've always just been, you know, a pickup guy. And and so my first one that I bought back in, must have been early to mid-90s, I guess, you know, was, was just an old Nissan a five-speed. And at the time, you know, I just didn't have a lot of cash around, didn't want to take out a loan for it. Um, and so really had to particularly hone in on something that was, you know, more quote unquote affordable for me and didn't leave me with, you know, a lot of options at the time, I guess, at least in my mind. So I started kind of passively looking around for a truck and, and just something in the, in my price range. And I think I was probably, I don't know, maybe looking at about 3000, 4000 right on there, maybe even five, something like that between three and 5,000. Uh, so again, that doesn't leave you with a lot of options. Uh, if you're looking at full size, you're probably going to be, you know, part a higher mile, uh, truck and, um, you know, probably something that's probably beat up or whatever. So, uh, you know, looked around, looked around, found something that had, you know, a fair amount of low miles in this Nissan. But again, kind of my personality is, is that, you know, you kind of rush, kind of rush into things. Didn't take a lot of time to consider it. Didn't ask a lot of questions, but just really wanted to, you know, pursue this and kind of rush into the deal and and get a you know get a pickup bot. So, you know, I was in my early twenties, early to mid twenties at the time, and so really didn't do, like I said, a lot of due diligence or look into this thing or 
you know, ask a lot of questions. And typically in the past, I would always bring the old man with me because, you know, he's a valuable resource. And for whatever reason, either I didn't tell him about it or didn't, you know, didn't mention it to him. And so obviously he, you know, he wasn't going to go, but, uh, without me, you know, notifying him about it and asking him to go with me. So I ended up going and looking at this pickup truck and, um, it was, you know, this probably about this time of year where it's dark, you know, it gets dark early. So, you know, it wasn't light out when I went in to look at this thing. And also, um, you know, just, he would just had it kept in, you know, just kept in the garage and, you know, um, again, not asking a lot of questions on it, pretty much took it for face value and ended up, you know, buying the truck. Well, over time, you know, started finding out some things wrong with it. You know, some of the you know pieces and parts weren't put together very well. Like the bumper was kind of loose and, you know, some other things. Well, um, over time and, and looking at some of these things and going over it, you know, found out that the truck was, you know, actually a salvage title. So it had been a wrecked truck that they tried to rebuild and then trying to resell it, you know, and make some money off of it. Um, but ended up, you know, not doing a, a great job with it, you know, especially on the body work and then some of the, the engine work uh, also. So there were some things that there for a while, there's kind of nickel and diamond me on it, small things. But one of the bigger things, I guess, that I thought of, at least at the time, was how it was burning up coil wires and uh for you know every once in a while it would kind of cut out on you you know you'd be going down the road and it would just completely cut out and it wouldn't do anything until the spark picked back up and then it would go so what after getting that kind of diagnosed and and you know figuring out the easiest thing to do was just to change you know was was changing coil wires so i changed couple coal wires well over time it would do the same thing because it must have had a short somewhere in it so it would it would um cause the some kind of a spark or arcing and then it would melt that uh, boot that covered the protective rubber boot that covered the coil wire on the one end so it burned that away well once that burned that away then that thing would wouldn't have that protection and so it would kind of you know um spark and then it would make a, a you know it would wouldn't have a clean connection there so it, it would start cutting out and I don't believe I went as far as changing the coil I may have tried to or may have at one time but anyway could never really get it to remedy well one of the one of the times that this was happening to me I was going down a, a highway and trying to get in trying to um, go somewhere one day and you know it was cutting around I was getting frustrated with it getting all pissed off with it so I put it in neutral turned off the key, turned it back on and boom, big, loud explosion. And, you know, it seemed like it took care of it for a little bit. Uh, I don't know why I did that. It didn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense now, but at the time, I guess I was just so frustrated with it that, you know, I just thought, you know, just try that and see what would happen. Well, then it was super loud. And what ended up happening was, is that I had blown out the muffler. So, what, you know, because what had happened and I forgot, I had learned that back in high school when I was working for the fair down at the fairgrounds, uh, we were driving, a a, a manual one day, manual, one of the manual trucks. 
and one of the guys, um, when I was going up a hill and, you know, pushing down on the accelerator, reached over, turned it off, then turned it back on and did the same thing. Uh, only this time, I don't think it, it actually blew up the muffler, but, you know, it had a loud backfire. Um, and fortunately, it didn't, you know, it didn't, I don't think at that time it blew up the muffler. Well, anyway, I thought maybe that would, for some dumb reason, thought that would uh, remedy it. So that also would qualify for you Duke doing dumb things story. So, um, ended up going to a, a friend of mine who had a buddy that could work on them. So we, you know, us three put work together, put a new muffler on it and off I went. And I, at some point later, either months or weeks or years, whatever later, uh, or not years, actually probably weeks or months, uh, was running the problem again, did the same thing again and boom, blew that one out also. Well, after I'd done that twice and bought two two mufflers uh, and, and and new uh, pipes all the way from the muffler back, I thought, well, I'm not going to do that stupid trick anymore because it's doing nothing but causing me more money because I'm blowing, blowing up these mufflers and it's just a dang disaster. So, never really got any of that thing remedied like that. And also had some other issues where one time it left me on the side of the highway in the wintertime where they had put, they didn't go 50-50 on the antifreeze. And so what they were, what they did was, was put more water in it. And so therefore that caused the, it to sludge up and to freeze up and then end up overheating and then, uh, blowing off the, the cap and then just, you know, and then also just the engine failing because it overheated, you know, because none of that was going through there. So had to go in and get it towed in, have somebody flush it all the way out, put an all new antifreeze in it. And so, you know, it, it was just kind of one of those things. Now, parts of it that that truck was nice because they put, a, it was, even though it was a two wheel drive, they put some bigger tires on it, a little bigger tire on it. They had some nice rims, um, you know, some nice aftermarket rims that had a uh, pull-out stereo, which is kind of the big thing at the time, but, you know, that was just, um, but the rest of it was just poor, poorly put back together. Well, at the time, when I had bought this pickup, I was living in an apartment complex, and one evening, uh, somebody decided they wanted to break in, so they broke the glass, broke into the truck, pulled out that stereo system. The problem with that stereo system is it wouldn't work unless you had the bracket to hook it in because the connection was, was hooked up in the bracket that was mounted in the truck. So you'd have to go in, take that out for that radio to be good. So I don't know why they ever stole the radio and they probably ended up just throwing it away because the, you know, Nitwits uh, probably at some point figured out they couldn't use it or they resold it to somebody thinking they could use it and end up getting this radio that didn't work. But that at that point though too, that truck did get quite a bit of work. Uh, the old man, you know, was a plumber um, for many years and still did a lot of jobs on the side. Um, once he got a, another full time job for insurance, and so he was working over at my brother's one day replacing um, the water. Um, the water pieces of the water line, I think it was, and the shutoff valve. Yeah, that's what it was. It was a shutoff valve. So he's trying to replace the shutoff valve. Anyway, he needed a bunch of sand. So he sent me down in this. Now, this is a, a small, the, the smaller Nissan pickups, right? So 
Um, it was probably, in the grand scheme of things, maybe a quarter ton overall, if you want to call it anything, you know, because it's going to be smaller than a half ton. So he took me over there. They took one of those big end loaders and dumped it, dumped a load of sand in it. Well, that squatted the back tires. Well, fortunately, we had a good enough spring system in the back that it didn't rub on the tires or on the well, the wheel wells, um, but it almost lifted the front end off the ground. So it was very sketchy to go about five or 10 miles. Fortunately, I didn't have to go very far, but five or 10 miles trying to steer this pickup truck with the front wheels barely on the ground. I mean, they were just barely making contact and you could feel it kind of almost floating as you're going down the road. So I finally get this this uh, thing back, uh, load back, get it unloaded, um, and you know the truck was fine. And then um, another time, then we end up hauling um, a, a working chute. So we had a squeeze gate um, that we were working for cat. Although we were working there with the cattle, and I bought it at an auction in southern southern central south central Iowa. And end up taking it over to Claro to southeastern Iowa down Interstate 80 uh, after bringing it home for the week and then getting it over there on Sunday. And so, you know, again, it was pretty loaded down, but it, man, that little pickup got it over there and we got it delivered. So for the small pickup truck and that little four cylinder engine, man, we sure beat the heck out of it. It was fun having that, that five speed. So it was always, you know, fun having that, um, five speed to ramrod around and and so that was the way you know i typically got around in the winter time too is put a couple sandbags in the back and then you had you know just use your lower gears and so it was you know it was a fun truck to have around but it you know it it um quickly ran out of um its usage over over the year or two that or two or three years that we had it well i ended up uh getting a job on with the one of the feed companies and so, uh, a feed company, I should say. And so I need a little bit bigger pickup truck. So that's when I bought my first Chevy half ton Silverado was, you know, um, was for that job and still just a two wheel drive and it became a challenge in the winter time, but you know, it is what it is. And so I drove that one for quite a few years and then end up with the, uh, you know, extended cab that I bought brand new in 06 and still have it to this day. So for me, I guess that personally, yeah, it's, you know, I'm a truck pickup guy and I used it. I did use my pickup there for a while for my job because I would haul um, bags of feed and other products to, for the farmers. If, you know, if they didn't have a full load for the delivery truck to take, I would just use the pickup and then, you know, um, turn in my miles for, for those deliveries. So, you know, it, it was just one of those things that became used to it, like riding around in it. It was fun to drive. Obviously, when you know you need it for those times that you do want to haul things. So for me, I, again, even to this day, I still drive that you know pickup. Still consider myself a pickup guy, and it's okay. It's okay if you are. It's okay if you're not. Either way, no big deal. And I'll close with this one. For this episode, and, and I found this one, found this uh, this morning. I thought it was interesting. Hope I can bring that back up. Yes, Insider Paper at the Insider Paper from 12 12 23. Just in the nation's largest pharmacy chain, CV, uh, chains, CVS Health, Kroger, and Rite Aid have handed over. 
Americans' prescription records to police and government investigators without a warrant. A congressional investigation found, Washington Post reports. So here we have a direct violation of the HIPAA law. And we all know that that is is a big deal to a lot of these organizations where you have to go through all of that paperwork. You have to sign those releases. Who do you release your information to and all that good stuff. And so if somebody wants to get information, they can't because of the HIPAA laws, or you can't say this, or you can't say that, or you can't do this, or you can't do that, whatever, all around HIPAA laws. But now all of a sudden we have these three big pharmaceutical companies, pharmacy companies saying, or, or they're, they were discovering that they decide, yeah, it's okay for us to, without you knowing it, to release that information to them because eh, they want to. So they're not only violating the HIPAA law, but they're also violating it, your rights because there is no warrant. So how can you go about trusting anybody who shoves that down your throat, but yet when it comes to them abiding by it, they're not. And they're not. And again, and, and I talk about this in uh, the podcast for Friday is, I believe it was, uh, I hit that issue of the hypocrisy. Of that it's okay for them, the, the, the political class or whatever say, yeah, I'm, you know, we're all for HIPAA law, but it doesn't apply to us. Or we're all for this and it doesn't apply, but it doesn't apply to us. It applies to you, but not to me. And I don't why understand why this doesn't upset more people, why they, they're okay with it. And why they think that there is some greater good by this. I mean, I, I guess, honestly, when I was younger, probably would have thought more like that. Of, well, you know, I have, there's nothing to hide. The greater good is they can find some type of criminal activity. Um, they can stop somebody from buying, you know, drugs or committing a crime or whatever, whatever, whatever. But, you know, as I get older and learn about these things, then you kind of find out that people like a, a Julian Assange is, you know, is not a bad person. And the information that, that, that WikiLeaks um, releases and all that uh, nasty garbage that's going on behind closed doors, those things are becoming um, out into the light. And, and same thing with Snowden. Um, and so when you have people that are going about these things in a nefarious manner, um, unfortunately, it, it comes down to this, that you still have your rights and you still have those um, laws that need to be followed. And just because somebody uh, themselves breaks the law doesn't mean that it's a good idea for law enforcement or whoever, the government, to break those laws. And many times there, there are, it is law-abiding people that are being uh, investigated or looked upon, so that's even, even worse. And so I think there needs to be more concerted effort for people to say, hey, this, enough's enough. This crap needs to stop. We need to stop investigating um, Americans for no reason. We need to stop um, looking into their whatever for no good reason, for no other reason, just to be trying to trap or to try to um, trump up some charges against them, right? 
uh, or, you know, go after them for something that is not illegal. And I think again, and you're going to, I'm sure you're probably tired of and sick and tired of me saying this all the time, but elections have consequences. Elections have consequences. And we elect people that won't stand up to these guys. When we elect people that won't stand up for the constitution, for your rights, then it's time to get somebody in there who does. And these violations of, upon violation upon violation of our rights um, is is just getting to be old. It's, it's, and it's nobody's challenging it. And it needs to be brought into the light. And this excuse of, well, we're trying to stop whatever still doesn't mean that you, you shouldn't go about it the right way, the legal way, for all, for everyone's sake. For everyone every citizen's sake. And I say that as also emphasizing the word citizens and following the, the laws and, and following the truth and the understanding of the Constitution. Well, I hope you're doing well. hope you're staying safe, staying healthy out there. Christmas is around the corner, so I hope you got your shopping all done. Unfortunately, I don't have any advice for you for that special lady in your life, your girlfriend or your wife, your partner, whatever you call her, ladies for your husband or your boyfriend or your man, the old man, whatever you want to call him. Can't really help. Not my uh, forte, I guess. I suppose I could throw out some suggestions from time to time, but I guess this year I'll pass on that one. Have you go through the process? Have you go through the hard work yourself to try to figure it out? Put in the time, put in the effort, and uh, yeah, you'll be greatly rewarded for it. So until next time, au revoir.